Yeah. Donna said, Amen. <laughs> well, the title of my message, this series, is Go. Everybody say, Go! Can we go? There we go. <laughs> the big blue go. It's got wheels behind it. You see, it's zooming because God wants us to go. Amen. He wants us to go. The title of my service uh, sermon today is The End of the World. I know, huh? How many of you ready for the end of the world? Yeah, some of you are. Some of you are like, I don't want the world to end yet. I'm just getting started. I look back there with Holly and the little baby there. You know, she's just getting going, you know. And, you know, and then they just had a baby. You got one on the way, you know. But I'm going to talk about the end of the world. Because it's coming. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But we all know that things are, are wrapping up. Amen? Jesus is coming. He's coming for a church Without spot or wrinkle. There's a little bit of ringy dingy in me, Dwayne. If you could turn me down a little, maybe. I don't know. I'll just talk loud if I need to. So um, I believe Jesus is coming, and I don't think it's today, and I don't think it's tomorrow, but I know this. He's getting ready. Things are lining up for his coming. So we're going to read today out of Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. If you stand with me as I read the word. Matthew 23, 3 through 14. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Listen, don't let anyone deceive you. Amen. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, don't believe it, don't receive it. I seen a guy one day say, I'm going to step over here because I'm going to tell you things that are not in there. It's like, mm, I'd rather not. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then they will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because losses will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then, everybody say then. Amen. The end will come. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray, Lord, that you speak to each one of our hearts. Lord, that no matter when the end is, Lord, that we would be ready. Lord, we would be ready for your coming at all times. Lord, and I pray that if anyone's not ready right now, they'd be ready before they leave this place today. Lord, because we desire you, your way of doing things, your way of being right to be active in our lives. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> now, I, I know we all like to think that we have time. We have time. You know, I've been putting going off, going to Alaska off for years. It's like, 
well, I got to do family vacation. I got to, you know, my families live back east, so it's, it's go back there. It's, what did we do last year? Oh, we went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, we went to Puerto Rico as a family. We had vacation there. We rented an Airbnb, family time, you know. And that was my money that I had for Alaska. So I, I'm saving again. I told Delonda, I said, I'm 62. I'm going to Alaska this year. I have to go. And she's like, she's like, are you sure the Lord wants you to go? I said, I said, I believe he does because he loves me. And he knows how much I love to fish. And I'm not kidding. Within a week, I had a dream that I caught a 26-pound salmon. I said, I know he wants me to go because <laughs> I'm not going to catch that in Southern California. So I'm not putting it off no more. I'm going to go this summer. But, you know, we, we like to think that we have time, you know. We, you know, we like to think we have time to get our lives in order with what God wants for us. You know, we like to think we have time before we settle down. You know, we, we like to think we have time to do the things we want before we start doing the things God wants. <laughs> you quiet on that one. You know, we can tend to, to put things off because we have time. I was looking at how men in the world today are determining our time. Have you ever heard of the doomsday clock? How many have heard of the doomsday clock? It's a clock that they developed in 1947 after the Manhattan Project, which is nuclear bombs. And they put a timer on when they figured the world was end, to end. In 1947, they said we were seven minutes to midnight before the end would come. When, and with, what they do now is they, they say it's not just nuclear, it's, uh, it's global warming also. They've included that with it to put it all together. And in 1991, when they started strategic arms reduction treaty with Russia, it was 17 minutes to midnight. So we were doing good. We were doing really good. But things have changed and, uh, to the point that we're now 90 seconds till midnight. A minute and a half to where they think that the world's going to end. But that's the world's way of looking at things. God has another way of looking at the end. He tells us things that will be happening, will be going on in the last days. He said, many are going to come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and they'll deceive many. And we see that happening. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. I mean, we've come through, you know, uh, we've had the Civil War here in America. We had, we had the First World War, the Second World War. We had... Korean War, we had the Vietnam War, we had Desert Storm, you know, all these wars going on. Right now we have, you have the Russian-Ukrainian War going on, you have uh, Israel and the Hamas War going on, you know, there's wars and there's always rumors of war. You know, they, they, I read an article the other day that uh, a lot of the countries in, in Europe are getting set up ready for a Russian attack. You know, so there's these rumors out there of things that could be happening and going on. It's happening all around us. It's been happening for more than our lives. And, you know, he, and he says, see, see to it that it doesn't trouble you. 
Don't let it get under your skin. Don't let it bother you. Amen? I'm on slide 10, by the way, Ella. If it's working back there, there you go. He says, but don't be worried. Don't let it trouble you. Don't, don't get, lose your focus on about what's going on. He says, because all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And then he goes on and he says in verse 7, he says, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilences, earthquakes. I mean, you've all seen the famines going on in the world. You know, you get the... You get the pictures of people in Africa that are starving to death, and it's real, man. You go there, and it's tough. It's really tough when you go there. You know, you see things you just wish you never saw. And Delon and I have been to Africa many times, and, and, it's, and it's tough. Pestilences, you know, what, what is COVID? It's a pestilence. You know, it says it's going to happen. Don't, don't surprise you if there's another one or another two or another three. But don't let it worry you. Thank you for that, Monica. Yeah, amen. <laughs> you don't got to worry. You know Jesus. Amen. And he says there's going to be earthquakes. We've had so many earthquakes. They're having earthquakes in Texas and stuff, I heard. You know, I mean, all over a place that don't normally get earthquakes. They're having earthquakes. It's happening. But he says this is just the beginning of sorrows. It's, <laughs> it's just starting to happen. He said in verse 9, then... This is when it gets excited. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake. Now, this is, this is happening in other parts of the world right now. I mean, what do you think Israel's at war for? Because they came in and they killed them. They just attacked them. And, it, and it's happening. It's happening all around. Go to Nigeria, man. The Muslims rise against the Christians and kill them. It, it's just it's terrible on the other side of the world. Go to China. You know, uh, having church like this is against the law. You go to jail, you go to prison. Um, I've got friends that done that. I had one friend that um, I lived in his apartment when I lived there, and he was arrested and put in prison. This is like, it's crazy. And then he says, many will be offended. Many will be offended. And they'll betray one another, and they'll hate one another. Listen, if, if, if people don't like you because it, you're a Christian, because you live and share Christian values, it's written. It's already written. You can plan on it. When you display your Christian walk, when you share Jesus with people, people are not going to like you. There's going to be people out there that will hate you. There's people out there that will want to do you in. There's people out there that will want to get you fired. There's people out there that won't want you around them. There's people out there that will walk on the other side of the street when they see you coming because they're offended by you. Your Christian walk should be so good that you offend the snot out of the devil. Amen. That, oh, they're like, oh, here he comes. And they go across the street, you know. Your Christian walk, you know, you see them. I see these videos all the time online. And it's like, you know, when the, when the crazy looking guy is coming down the street and then the, the lady goes across the street. And then when the crazy looking guy sees a clown coming, the crazy guy goes across the street. <laughs> when the clown sees, you know, some other stuff, people coming, then he crosses the street. You know, but we need to be the ones that people cross the street to get away from. Because your Christian walk is so solid. They can't, they can't bend you. 
You can listen to all their talk, all their gibberish of what's going on in the world, what they're doing, everything, you're like, ah, but I got Jesus. You know, and he says, but false prophets are going to rise up and deceive many. And it's happening. Many people are deceived. And he says, lawlessness will abound. Well, you see that right now, huh? What, what, is, what, is, what was good is now bad, and what was bad is now good. That's lawlessness. So and it's going to abound. And he says, and the love of many will grow cold. And that's what's happening. People are growing cold in their walk. They're not staying the course. But all the, it's all going on. So what do we need to do as our role as a believer in Jesus? And so number one today is endure. Endure. Don't allow yourself to get worn down, you know, in your walk with Jesus. Be revived. Be courageous. Be strong. Amen. Endure. Endure means, when I looked it up, it says to stay under. That is remain. To undergo, that is to bear trials. Have fortitude. Persevere. Persevere. Abide. Endure. Patient. Patiently. Suffer. Tarry. Behind. You know, this is what God, he's calling us to have strong endurance that we don't give up. Don't allow yourself to get discouraged and depressed about what is going on in the world today. We should be rejoicing what's going on in the world today because Jesus is coming. It should cause rejoicing in us and it should cause us to want to tell somebody, amen? We need to stay focused on Jesus. Everybody say focused. See, focused, I've been stuck on today from pre-service prayer to just focused on his way of doing things, his way of being right. It just, that's, that's Matthew 6.33. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But when you read it in the Amplified Version, it says, seek first God's way of doing things and his way of being right, and all these things will be added unto you. So that's our role, and so that we can endure, so that we're not getting knocked off our track. You know, Delonda, man, she got up Friday, Friday, oh, his head feels like it's going to explode, and you know, sinuses, just everything, feeling bad and everything, and she's aching, she's hurting, and you know, it's like prayer, cold medicine, whatever, and, and you know, and so she woke up this morning, and she went to take cold medicine, and the Lord said, what are you doing? She said, I already healed you. And she's like, yeah, you did. Wow, you did. I'm good. <laughs> she says, I, she says I, I brought down a water. She says, I gave it to you, but it's mine too. So you can have a drink now because you're good. <laughs> and I'll take a drink by faith. But stay focused, amen? Stay focused. Don't allow yourself to stop doing good because the world's so bad. Galatians 6, verse 9, it says, Now let us, everybody say us, us. not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. That's the key. Don't lose heart. We know he told us in advance, things would be coming. 
He tells us people are going to hate you. He tells you people are going to oppose you. He tells you people will offer you up and kill you. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Amen? Stay focused on what Jesus said. And while you're focusing on what Jesus said, number two today, go into all the world. Go into all the world. That's our part. Go. Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen? Tell everybody you can about Jesus. If you really think that Jesus is coming and you know people that are going to hell, you need to what? You need to tell them. Not tell them they're going to hell, but tell them another way. Remember, that's where my whole focus right now. Show people another way. Amen. Show them Jesus. Amen? Be a model. He said... When everybody hears about Jesus, then the end will come. So our job is to not only endure what's going on around us, but it's to tell people about Jesus. Jesus is just waiting on us to do the job. Do the job. You know what the largest unreached people group in America is? Does anybody know? You need to do research, but I'm going to tell you. It's Jewish people. The Jewish people, they don't know Jesus. It's the largest unreached people group in America today. The Jews. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you, look at your name and say you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not just to speak in tongues, but it's empowering you to be a witness. It's empowering you to share Jesus with people. Went to get a smog the other day, and I, I could tell the, the, the smog tech was... Uh, from the Middle East. I said, hey, buddy, where are you from? Egypt. I said, that means you're Arabic. And he said, yes. I said, we have an Arabic church. He's like, you do? He goes, I'm a Christian. He pulls out his cross and he shows me. <laughs> you know, you just got to open up and talk. Amen? Amen? Tell him something. And we had a great, I mean, I was there way longer than I planned to be because he, he just wanted to talk. And it was great. Great conversation about Jesus. I said, we have an Arabic church. He goes, I know the doctor that's there. I'm like, doctor, that's Pastor Emil. He's not a doctor. But his son-in-law, Raggi, is a doctor. And he knows Raggi. He plays basketball with him. I'm like, you just need to be plugged in. You got to open up. Amen? Don't be afraid. I love to meet four people. Because, you know, God is bringing them to us. He said in Psalms 5, he said, or Psalms 2, ask me for the nations and I'll give them to you. They're coming. Look around. We have the nations right here in this room. I was at a church last weekend in Texas, and it was like, oh my gosh, we had like six different nations represented in that little group of people. It was, it was beautiful because God's bringing us together. Amen? Because that's what heaven's going to be like. But we're filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to be a witness. Everybody say witness. Now, how many of you want to be a witness? How many of you want to be a good witness? Okay. Let me tell you what witness means. It's martus in the Greek, okay? And by analogy, it means to be a martyr. A martyr. Man, it got real quiet. 
Think about it. And when I, when I have looked at this through the years of my life of serving the Lord, I don't think about my physical death. I think about laying down my life so that Jesus can come forward. I think about I've got to decrease so that he can increase. I think that Ron needs to shut up and let God talk through him. I need to die. I need to be that martyr. But for many brothers and sisters in the Lord, it is truly to die. I have a friend that was arrested in one country and he, um, they interrogated him for two months and, and they hung him on the fence at night naked and, and handcuffed like this in the dead of winter single digit and they would they would come out every hour and they'd dump a bucket of cold water on him and they'd cattle prod him for a while to where the water was frozen ice on the ground below and he said I, I prayed and I said God just take me home and the Lord told him this the Lord said my grace is sufficient for you and he said the next bucket of water that they dumped on him it felt like warm water even knowing that it was ice cold water that they were pouring on him. But he, he said it was like warm water being dumped on him. And he, he didn't give in. He stayed the course. And I got to meet up with him the day that he was released from jail. I just happened to be in that country that day. And I got to meet up with him and pray with him and we got to lay down our lives so that people can know Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Amen? It's about Jesus. The first time I went to Pakistan, you know, I, I, I started traveling around the world, and, and, I, and I, don't, I don't recommend this to everybody, okay? Like people say, I, I want to go to Pakistan with you. I said, well, you just got to know you're coming home. You know, because the threat is real there. It's 97% Muslim country. But the first time I went to Pakistan, it was to do open-air crusades. Eight days in a row. I, did, I ministered all day long, every day, and then at night, we did a crusade. We'd pick a, they'd pick a corner, they'd rent it, they'd put up a stage, they'd bring in a worship team, I would preach, and I'd pray for everybody. I mean, I laid hands on so many people. Um, but I, I think the pastor was pushing the envelope about how safe it was because he, he was trying to show me how safe it was for me. You know, he had me right in the front of the car. You know, when we, when we went to one neighborhood, you know, instead of surrounding me, he had me out front, you know, walking through, and I, I, I'm dummy, I don't care, I just go, you know, and, and God just protected me, you know, but I remember standing in one meeting, and I'm preaching, and I'm looking out, and there's a mound out there with a tree on it, 
And there's about 350 people there. And the mound uh, was about two and a half feet tall. And there was a guy on top of it. And I looked, I'm like, what has he got? And I look, and he's got an AK-47. And he's just, he's just kind of walking around that tree looking. You know, and, and they, they throw up a metal detector before everybody comes in so that uh, everybody got checked before they came in. And uh, there was guards. You know, then I go to places like the place I said where they, they had me march ahead of everybody. And when I get to the meeting place, and there's a picture of this guy, um, they had a guy with a shotgun, like an automatic shotgun with many shots. You get that picture, Ella? It's not in there? Aw. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> There's no picture? Okay. But, you know, in most of these countries, besides America, only the bad people get guns. When we were in Africa, um, the hotels we stayed at, there was always somebody there. They always assured me, this is a good hotel. They have 24-hour guard. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and it just, you know, when we went to Egypt, the Egypt the first time, they took us out to see the pyramids, and we got in the car, and we knew who the driver was, but the other guy that got in the car, we didn't know him. But I saw that he had a 45 on his side, and he had an Uzi under his jacket. And so when we would go, we, we got to the pyramids, and you know, how, when you're in a foreign country, you know, how many have ever been to Tijuana? You know, everybody comes and wants to sell you everything. Well, it's the same thing everywhere you go. It doesn't matter. Any tourist site around the world, you go, somebody wants to sell you something. And so we're there and at the pyramids, and people start coming, and this guy would just go like this. He'd just pull his jacket back. <laughs> and then people would just be like, they left us alone. Lana and I had a very peaceful time because they, they left us alone because that guy would just flash that Uzi and they would step back. And uh, it, left, it leaves you with the feeling of not if something's going to happen, but when. But you see, you go not thinking about that. You go because God said go. First time I wanted to go to Pakistan, Delana said, nope, my mom was alive then. She said, nope, you're not going to Pakistan. And I'm like, I'm a grown man. I'll do what I want. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that scripture popped into my head. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is the right thing to do, you know. So I didn't buy a ticket. And then we had an evangelist here one day. His name was G. King. And he's preaching, and then he stops, and he he looks at me, he goes, how many flags do you have in the building? I'm like, uh, uh, and I, I'm like I, I start counting. He goes, you have 18. And he said, that's how many nations God's going to send you to, 18 nations. And I'm like, great. Delonda said, go to Pakistan. My mom said, go to Pakistan. I didn't have any money. It takes a lot of money to make that world go around. I needed $5,000 to go to Pakistan. So you know what I did, Mark? I said, I have, I have enough money to get a, a visa. So I paid the $185 for a visa to go. And I, and I got, got it within four days. And when I got the visa, somebody gave me $2,000. So I, I bought the plane ticket. Somebody gave me $1,200. I needed $5,000. By the time I left, um, 
I have $6,000. He's the God of more than enough, you know? And so when I got there, I paid the pastor $3,200 for all the meetings that we were going to do. And because that's what he was charging me to set up. Because like I said, we would rent a quarter. We'd rent the equipment. You know, we had to hire a driver. We had a videographer, a cameraman, all this stuff. So $3,200. I get there. I'm like, here, let's do it. And we ran for eight days. And I come back. And the great thing about this pastor is he gave me my change back. I'm like, no, you keep it. He goes, no, no, man, we didn't use it. You, you take it. You know, it wouldn't be much, but he, he'd like, no matter how, every time I've gone there, I've been there three times, he gives me change. But I got back. This guy calls me. I hadn't seen him in three years. And he lives in Texas. He said, Pastor, I love you, man. I said, I love you too, bro. He goes, I, I still consider you my pastor. I said, oh, that's awesome, man. And he goes, can I get your bank information for the church? I said, wow. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to just jump on that. <laughs> I, I said, well, what you need that for? He goes, well, I want to send an offering. I said, well, can't you just send a check? He goes, no, it's a little more than I want to just send in the mail. I said, well, how much are you sending? He goes, well, I'm going to send you $32,000. I'm like, what? And he goes, I, I started crying. I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, no. Nah. He goes, some things happened. He had to sell a house and he got, he wanted to sell the tithe, send me the tithe on that house. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, I'm, I'm doing it, pastor. And he, and he sent that. And so I, I tell Pastor Otto, our Spanish pastor, he goes, how much money did you spend in Pakistan? I said, $3,200. He goes, you sowed the seed that released that $32,000. So I don't ever worry about money to go because somebody's going to give it to me. I don't have it. The church don't have it to, for me to travel. So we just pray. I say yes, and they say, okay, when are you coming? And I tell them, and, and then <laughs> God gives. So you don't ever have to worry about going. Because remember, for some of you, your going is to walk across the room. For some of you, it's to walk across the street and meet that new neighbor that just moved in to say, hey, I just want to let you know Jesus loves you, and so do I. And I'm so glad that you're in my neighborhood. And they're like, yeah, but I hate you. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to love you. Bring them a cake. We had a neighbor one time that just hated us. Oh, I don't know why he hated us, though. We probably gave him good reason. Because we'd have these parties every Friday night, and we'd have like 80 to 130 people at our house. And um, the parking was... The police would come. He'd always call the police on me. So, made him brownies. Oh, we gave him eggs. We gave him eggs... In a, in a dish, and then he gave us fruit, and then when we got the, the dish that the fruit was in, my daughter made brownies, and we took it back to him, and then his wife is sick, and can we come over and minister to his wife? And he stopped calling the police on us, because we just loved them. See, I'm telling you all these stories, because, I mean, it's part of my life. Don and I live an incredible life. We really do. You know, we, we, 
we're, we sit and we talk about how awesome God is because of what he's allowed us to do. But it's all because, you know what I, I did? I said, yes. You know, so, some guy called me from Africa one day, said, hey, you know, could you send some money? I got the orphans. I go, I don't send money to anybody I haven't shaken hands with. And he said, well, then come. I said, what? He goes, come, come. We'll set up meetings. You come, come meet us. See what we're doing. Come. I'm like, all right, I'll come. And I went. And you know all the work that we did in Africa, in Uganda. You know, and, and, and that's how I got invited to Pakistan was uh, on Facebook. People are like, you go off of an invite from Facebook? Are you crazy? I pro I've already told you I am, so don't worry. <laughs> that's already been settled. But God wants you to just go across the street. He wants you to go to somebody and tell them about Jesus. You may be the only Jesus that they ever see. If we really want to see Jesus come, we need to become vocal. We need to start speaking up for Jesus. Amen? I don't even know where I'm at in my notes, but who cares, right? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Go into all the world. Go into all the world. And it's going to your world. Your Jerusalem is Corona. Your Judea is California. Your Samaria is the United States. And your ends of the earth is anywhere you've got to get on a plane to get to or need a passport. There's your end of the earth. You can even drive over the border to Mexico. We did that once. We built a house for our family. And uh, the men of the church went down to Mexico. We built a house. Incredible time. We did a soccer clinic. We did a barbecue. And we preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just fun. Hard work? Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day when I was in Texas, they said, what's the most you've ever spoke in one day? I said, seven times. They said, seven times? I said, yeah, I went to uh, Peru, and I went to, they invited me to an all-girls school. And they took me to six different classrooms. And in every classroom, I shared Jesus with the students, about 25 students in each classroom. And in every classroom, every girl and teacher made the decision to follow Christ. And then after that, they drove me to another church, where another 50 people came to Jesus that night. People are waiting for you. People are really waiting for you. And like I said, you may not have to get on a plane. You may have to walk across the room. You might have to walk across the street. But people are waiting for you to come. And they don't even know it yet. But when you get there, they'll know. They'll know why you're there. And then you can tell them, I'm here because God sent me. Romans 10, 13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then verse 14, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 
And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How beautiful are your feet. You just got to go. And you just got to love people. And you just got to share. But they will hate you. They will reject you. But they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ. So as part of our Go series, I send you into all the world. How will they know unless they're sent? To go wherever you have faith for. To go wherever you have faith for. Some of you are retired. You could, you could go down to Mexico. You could fly down to Peru because a lot of you that are retired speak Spanish. You can go. It'll be fun. I, I can see it now. He said it was going to be fun. <laughs> We went to Uganda first time. And we got to the hotel because they rented the hotel for us. They they we paid, but they, they set us up. And we walked in there and we're like, oh no. And we looked around and Londa checked the shower on cold water and it's like, oh boy. Londa's like, I can't stay here. I'm like I don't know what to do. We're going we're gonna to have to stay tonight. It's already 10 o'clock tonight. But you, you, you get into them places sometimes and you just think, oh, wow. Somebody asked me, what's the worst place you've ever had to sleep? I was in one place and they had sawhorses, you know, the, the, the pieces of wood they used to cut wood up, and they put a piece of plywood on it with a sheet. And I'm like... That was it. Uh, so I, I used my backpack as a pillow. Good old body was aching by the end of that week. <laughs> but how many of you know we recover? What do you have faith for? What's God putting in your heart? Chances are the people you want to go minister to out there live across the street and you can invite them over for dinner. I think it was Ed and Andy they told me they had a guy across the street that made them turtle soup one time. Duck feet soup? Duck feet soup. It's even better, huh? <laughs> That's tough stuff. <laughs> but you eat it. No, you don't eat it. You taste it. You tasted it. Was it good? No. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. But I believe that today the Lord wants to send you. Like I said, 
across the room, across the street, across the town, across the world. You are his chosen vessel. You are his John the Baptist today. You are the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. You are the one that God's called to go and to share. So I know we're going to do communion in a few minutes, but I really felt to do this. I want to anoint you with oil. And I wrote this, I, I send you out among, as sheep among wolves. Prepare your heart, love God, love people, share with whoever will listen to you. So I'd like to send you. I'd like to anoint you and send you. I'm not going to tell you where. God will tell you where. And, uh, and then you go and do it. Amen? And if you need any help, you can call me. I'll help you. I, last weekend in Texas, I stayed with a family. And when I was awake and sitting out there, all I did was answer questions about Jesus, about the kingdom, about casting out demons, about this, about that. They just, question after question after question, they just wanted to know they were so hungry. It was just fun to just sit and just share, just keep answering their questions. And that's what I did and uh, just poured into their lives. But God wants to use you. So I'm going to ask if you want to be used. If you don't, I understand. God doesn't, but I get it. I know, huh? He's funny that way because he saved you. He saved you to send you. So if you just come and, and line up right here and just keep walk, and I'm going to anoint with oil and send you. I'll start with you, honey. You just come on and come and, and just get anointed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus. This is a visitor. I send you. No. In the name of Jesus. Go. In the name of Jesus. I send you. In the name of Jesus. I send you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I send you. He's going to get ready. Get ready. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. I send you. In the name of Jesus. I send you. In the name of Jesus. I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, yeah, yeah, receive it. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, I send you. Yes, in the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Yes, yes, in the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Yes, Lord, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Good is gone. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, I send you. 
In the name of Jesus, I send you. Thank you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You ready? <laughs> I send you. <laughs> yeah, in the name of Jesus, I send you. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Welcome home. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. 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 Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. 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 Yeah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I send you. Yeah, hey, come on, you anoint me. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, I send you. Amen. Amen. 